to the show you are watching joelle friday tv podcast with joelle friday amazing it's another tuesday we made it through uh shout out to the whole crew nick james um god dang it jesse lee peterson Sean. <laughs> i'm gonna get sean I, I i'm always horrible with names for everybody and i can't remember nothing so my bad, Sean, but Sean's a new addition to the team, um, but um, it looks like he's fitting right in. I only see him, you know, a little bit, but so far he's super cool and very helpful. So shout out to the whole team, Daniel as well, Jesse Lee Peterson. Thank you to Jesse Lee Peterson for allowing me to be a part of the, the network. Um, it's always amazing. But today we going to get into some stuff. Ooh. We're going to get into it. But first, do me a favor and hit the subscribe button. Hit the like button. Make sure you hit the like button. Smack it. Make sure you lay the smack down on the like, subscribe, and share button. Tell your peoples, 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 peoples to subscribe so we can get the message up. Oh, no. I messed it up. So we can get the subscribers up and the message out. Amazing, right? Good stuff. Also, you can call in. Don't be shy. You can call in at 888-775-3773. That's 888-775-3773. We could talk about anything. We could talk about the subjects at hand. We could talk about last week's show. You could ask me anything, whatever you want to do. We can get into it. Cool? Amazing. So, today I want to talk about a few... Um, I want to get into... Well, I want to tell you what I plan to talk about. And um, thank, you for, thank you to the callers that are on the line right now. You guys are amazing. Um, I'm going to get to you in a second. Let me just shape the show, and then we'll, we'll go to the calls. Um, but thank you for calling in already. Amazing. But a couple things, a couple topics. It's mainly just one topic I want to get to, um, but we may get to some other ones. But... The first topic is taking the sin, no, that's wrong, taking the sting out of sin. Taking the sting out of sin. So important, so important, because Satan today has falsely used sin to keep us tied into guilt and judgment, right? And today on the show, on the Joel Friday TV podcast we are gonna remove the sting of sin and be set free of that false burden burden on the show we are gonna remove the sting of sin today so make sure you're tuning in and if you don't if you if you think that this is a message somebody needs to hear tell them right now to hop on the live we're here for an hour send them the 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 show link and tell them to hop on because oh we getting set free today Oh, we getting set free. 
So make sure you tell your peoples, 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 right? So first things first, uh, on my way here, I was thinking about um, a little something. By the way, hi, chat. Uh, thank you guys for tuning in. I forgot to thank you guys um, at the onset. But thank you to the chat for always tuning in. You guys are always amazing and showing love as well. Um, it's appreciated. So thank you. But on my way here, I was driving like that. And when I was driving, I just started thinking about something. Um, something that popped up on the radio that sparked my um, interest. And it made me think. It, like, made me realize something is that, like, obviously today one of the biggest, like, forms of worship is money, right? Money, 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 money. Everybody wants money. Everybody is um, seeking after money. Everybody is yearning for money, right? And even myself, I catch myself, like, wanting more and wanting more and wanting more. And I have to check myself. But today, constantly I have to remind myself, like, relax, chill. You know what I mean? But today on the way here, I was reminded of something that was so, like, key. And um, there's, like, two worlds, right? There's the world, the worldly world where you seek after money, house, cars, and all those things. And, you know, even when you're born again, you still feel that temptation, right, to want to seek out those things too. But there's that, there's that reality of the money and, like, working so hard so you can grind it out and make the money and money this, money that, right, to worship money. And then there's the reality of, like, um, being patient, of um, money is not important, of nothing's important, of trusting God, of um, enduring, right? Two different worlds. And they're constantly at, at war with each other, right? And I was thinking about how, like, um, you know, how people today have... They make a lot of money. People make a lot of money. And it's very simple and easy to make a lot of money, right? Um, you just have to cut corners, right? You just have to, I don't know, do all kinds of stuff that makes it easy to make money, right? It's not hard to make money. Sells, sex sells a lot of money. So if you want to make money and you're okay with selling your body, that's easy. You have many, plenty of ways to make money by selling sex, right? But if you want to, like, do it, like, through a more um, healthy way and a more productive way, then it takes a little time. And oftentimes, um, we're always thinking, asking the question, well, when? When are we going to have this breakthrough? When are we going to be showered with these, with treasure? When are we going to do these things? And I was thinking it was crazy because this song got popped up. And um, it reminded me how that the treasures of God, we have to remember what treasure, the important treasure really is, right? When you're growing and you're born again, I'm going to speak for myself. When you're growing and you're born again, the things of the world come last, right? 
but the treasures of God come first. And it's hard to boast, not boast, but it's hard to be grateful for the treasures of God when you're surrounded by all the treasures of the world, right? Money, nice cars, you're in L.A., the women, all this stuff. It's hard to, like, be grateful for the treasures of God. But it made me realize that, like, just because, and this goes for anybody, if you have a lot of money, little money, whatever, just because money is not coming in the way you see it or whatever the case is, you don't see yourself as, or people judge you as not being, like, financially successful, is that, as Christians, we need to focus on the true treasure, right? The treasure within. And as I've been on this process of like growth and learning and growing, is that God has blessed me with treasure on treasure on treasure. And treasure to me, internal treasure to me is wisdom, insight, understanding, right? Things of God. And that's the true treasure, right? If you're in the world, if you're born again, whatever, no matter what, what, agnostic, atheist, whatever, the true treasure for everybody is the treasure within. Wisdom, insight, understanding, right? And um, I've been blessed, and I'm grateful, and I'm grateful, and sometimes I need to be reminded, but I'm grateful that, you know, over the years, God hasn't showered me with money or income, Right? But he showered me with internal treasure, like for sure, internal, internal wealth, spiritual wealth. He showered me with that. And it's important, and I had to tell myself this, to be grateful for what's going on within. Waking up, the fact that we can have this fellowship, the fact that we have insight to, you know, finding peace, reaching peace, letting go of anger, forgiveness. You know what I mean? Like, those are the true treasures. And when it comes to internal treasure and people wanting to measure that, insanely wealthy, right? But when it comes to worldly treasure, doing all right. You know what I mean? Doing all right. But here's the crazy part is that when you're born again and you when you – grow in that internal treasure and you focus on and you seek the eternal treasure, once you reach like the full pot of gold, the physical treasure is also coming too. You know what I mean? The physical treasure, the cars, the house, the money, the this and this and that, that's also coming too. That's also on the way. But God wants to make you internally wealthy first so you can handle the outside wealth. But what's most important is that you have a sound mind. You know what I mean? Like, you're aware of what's going on. You're recognizing that your thoughts are not of yourself, so you don't fall into depression, so you don't fall into anxiety. And if you do, you know how to get out because you just realize, for one, it's going to pass, and for two, it's not your thoughts, right? So focusing on the internal treasure and letting go all the the worldly stuff because it's not like that stuff is not important, right? And it's not like you say, well, I don't, I don't ever want to have money. I don't need money. No, that would be kind of a lie, right? 
Money's nice and things are nice, but they're not important. And what's important is um, the treasure within. So I was just reminded this morning that, um, you know, you may not be in a position of worldly wealth just yet, but look at what God is doing inside of you. And if you measure that to success, then you actually realize you're actually a lot further and a lot more blessed than you think. So I had to be reminded of that this morning. Um, So I just wanted to share that with y'all. I hope that made sense. That wasn't what I wanted to talk about today. But, you know, it kind of... Uh, it kind of laid the foundation a little bit about thoughts and um, foundation and all that stuff. So getting into the actual topic today, the sting, I hope I'm able to explain it properly and get it out. But um, removing the sting of Christianity, right? Christianity today, like I said last week, it's like very hard to want to be a Christian today. And it's very hard to want to tell people about Christianity because oftentimes, 99% of the time, Christianity ain't fun the way it's taught today, the way it's taught to you. It's not fun. It's a burden. It's it, rules, punishment, ridicule, correction, judgment, like that's the Christianity that I was low-key raised on, right? Even though in my household, my mom wasn't like big on like pushing the word on us. She never really pushed. She kind of just let us do our own thing, which I appreciated. She just kind of just let us do our own thing. She never really pushed it like that. But as I grew up and learned about Christianity, I learned the wrong one. So for a long time, I was Bible thumping. And, you know, getting into the word and then like really like beating myself up even into even to into recent times. You know what I mean? Like like overthinking and like trying to do the right thing and try not to make a mistake. And when I make a mistake, judgment, guilt and all this stuff. Right. That is because Satan has transformed Christianity today to set you up. That's what he did. He transformed it to set you up. To make Christianity look like that's not the place you want to be. Why? So you become something else. You become a non-believer of God, and then you are submissive to Satan's ways, right? It's a setup. And not only that, we don't have the best Christians in the world, right? There's a few out there, right? You know, there's a few, but as a whole, as a group, as a team, Christianity ain't looking that great. And people don't want to be a part of it because of how it's perceived today. And then you got Christian music. Lord have mercy. Just the phony, off-putting, and unattractive now, there's some songs in there. There's some songs, not all Christian music, but there's some songs in there that, you know, they're pretty good, right? Not all Christian music, but oftentimes they're preaching the, the false Christianity. And I get it because I was, I, was, I was doing that. I was talking that 
that uh, want to be Christian talk and just repeating the Bible. I did that for a very long time. Very, very, very long time. And um, the, the, the bad thing is that when we do wrong in Christianity, Christianity teaches us to feel shame and guilt. Why does Christianity teach us to feel shame and guilt? Because Satan made us think that if we feel shame and guilty, that's going to lead us to no longer want to sin anymore. Dang, that was so bad. Why, why would I do that? That is so crazy. What's wrong with you? you that's, that's not good. Lord, forgive me. I ain't doing that no more. Uh-uh. That's not good. We like to beat ourselves up because we think that if we beat ourselves up, that it's going to feel so painful that it's going to make us, like, learn our lesson. That's a lie. It's a setup. We can't do it. We can't change it ourselves, right? But what I realized is that shame and guilt, and I realized this in my own life, shame and guilt keeps you tied to the wrongdoing. It keeps you tied to the quote-unquote sin. It makes you sin more. Because what that shame and guilt does is it's creating conflict, right? And God is trying to set us free from conflict, right? But Christianity today is like, you're wrong, you're guilty, and this, this, and that. When after you, If you actually look at the scripture, and I'm not big on like, like studying the Bible. I, I don't think that's a good idea. But to read it and stuff like that, I think that it's good. But if you go back to the scripture, Jesus's words never was for shame or guilt or to um, smack the Bible on you, smack the word on you. I'm going to get into that. But today, sin, the word sin and how we look at sin is a lie. And I just realized this recently. Sin is an illusion. Sin is an illusion. Sin today, illusion. Not even real. Doesn't even exist. Now, is there wrongdoing that is unbeneficial to your life? Absolutely, right? But sin is, I feel like, the wrong word to use for what Jesus meant. And I want to combat that today on the show i want to get rid of that sting because sin when you think of sin and you call yourself a sinner or call somebody a sinner or think of sin there's just this like taboo like there's nothing worse than a sin and it makes it hard to overcome so t- sin today is an illusion because fear doubt anxiety and depression and etc have all been illusions created by satan it's all lies not real it's lies. Now, is it real in the sense that we feel it because we believe into it? Yes. So I don't want to be that guy to be like, oh, well, um, depression is not real when there's people who believe in depression and they are depressed, right? So I want to be, like, empathetic to, you know, people who are really dealing with that stuff. But I'm here to say from what I've learned and what I see and what I believe is that that's just a setup. The issues and problems that you have aren't don't really exist. 
right? Depression would never exist if we fully understood that depression is only like harping on a thought that's not true. It's not even real. That where what we did, like something that we did, I can never be forgiven for what I did. But it's not who you were, it's what you did, right? But that's a that's another topic for another day. But it's not a real it's all an illusion set up by Satan. And Christianity, Christianity's like like bowl of gumbo. That's the best way I know how to describe it. If you're black and you know what I mean. Christianity's bowl of gumbo is like sin, guilt, shame, depression, and all that stuff. Like, even though it's not telling you to feel those things, it's trying to get you away from them, it actually is like still a part of those things, right? Because Christianity today is not really teaching you how to get out of it. There's only people like Jesse Lee Peterson and the people of Bond, and there's other people out there too that I come across um, that I can't think of their names right now, and I'm sure that there's more that I don't know about who are really trying to like speak on the true way of Christianity, but just a way of living in God and love, right? But Christianity t- today in the commercial aspect, Lord have mercy, it ain't it. So the word sin I want to talk about has only maximize these illusions of fear and doubt and anxiety and depression. I hope I'm making sense here. And the word sinner only make us, makes us feel like, and people feel like a disgrace to society. This is so true. When you call somebody a sinner or you view yourself as a sinner, it makes you look at yourself as a disgrace, like an outcast. Making you actually, making people actually reject Christianity and cling on to other means of um, comfort and acceptance. And if you really want to get into it, Satan is probably the, the number one most comforting person to exist or spirit, whatever you want to call him. Isn't that crazy? I just thought of that right now. Satan is probably the greatest comforter of all. And I don't mean comforter like make you feel better. Like comforter in like it's okay to be wrong. It's okay that um, you do this. It's okay to um, sin. It's okay to do all these things, right? Like he wants to hype you up when you're when you're off track, right? When you're out of God's um what would you call it? Out of God's way, right? He wants to comfort you and let you know that stay there. Cause guess what? I love you when you're there. I'll give you the money, I'll give you the things, I'll give you all these things. I can't give you peace, but I'll give you everything that makes you feel good. Satan is number one at that. God is number one at comforting, but comforting with the understanding, giving you the understanding that you're here, but there's a way out, right? But we're not going to get too deep into that. 
But sinner, when you call somebody a sinner, it makes it makes the person reject Christianity, right? And they don't know, they're not understanding what love is, what God is, forgiveness and understanding, right? So I want to talk a little bit about, before I get to some calls, um, which look pretty interesting, I want to talk a little bit about the scripture and where Jesus has multiple examples. I'm only going to give like a couple, but where Jesus has multiple examples of him minimizing sin. And I'm going to get, and today, like I said, we're going to, we're going to get rid of this thing today. It's, it's coming up. So stay, stay locked in, stay tuned in. We're about to get rid of it. But many examples of Jesus minimizing sin, making it small. Christianity today maximizes sin. Jesus, God, minimize sin and it's always been minimized right and i'm gonna show you an example one example of when jesus minimized quote-unquote sin the prostitute right there's a prostitute in the yard that came running she was running away from the people who were trying to convict her right like you're a prostitute you're adulterous you had sex with all these people and you're not supposed to do that. You're wrong. Let's kill her, kill her, kill her. They're trying to kill her. She runs and like stumbles in the yard and she stumbles like at Jesus' feet. And Jesus was like, you know, he said that scripture, like those who cast the first stone, um, those without sin cast the first stone. That's what he says, right? And everybody drops the rocks because they know they have sin as well. So who are they to judge, right? But what, the heart of that scripture is, is when he told the prostitute, go and sin no more. No big deal. Go and sin no more. No big deal. And it wasn't until recently that I realized what he like really meant. Is that it's not a big deal and it's never been a big deal. It's never been a big deal. And Jesse Lee Peterson talks about this and he used to tell me this all the time too. It's never been a big deal. Sin, that's why sin is like taught wrong today because no big deal. It ain't big of a deal. And the only reason why we can't get over it is because we make sin a big deal. We make everything a big deal. That's me. Making everything a big deal. And especially the Christians who want what's right and they're truly trying to do what's right. Satan finds a way to, like, use that against you. Like, well, you don't want to mess up because you really want what's right. So if you really want what's right, you won't do this. Or in your attempts at doing what's right, you make a mistake. So feel guilty because you didn't, like, work hard enough not to allow yourself to do it. Even if that's the case, no big deal. And I'm going to tell you why I know Jesus meant no big deal about sin because not only that scripture he says um then he told the prostitute and by the way if you want proof john 8 verse 1 through 11 that's where he talks about the whole prostitute thing and and go and sin no more he said go and sin no more and she said he she says do you he said does your accuser convict you of your crime and she said no and he says neither do i go on and sin no more whatever no big deal. And Christianity has been corrupted by Satan and influenced by bad Christians. And it's not bad Christians. It's just a misinformed people. 
just misinformed. And like I was saying, when they see you, can they say they get turned off? Yeah, and Nick makes a good point. He says, Nick writes, when when they see you condemning yourself, they get turned off from Christianity. Facts. Or you really want what's right so you don't pretend like you're free. Yeah, exactly. For one, when people see you're condemning yourself or they see that you live this strict lifestyle and they actually see that you're struggling, nobody wants to live that. Why? They're living, they're living free. And, you know, they're tied by the burdens of, like, you know, like not understanding the way. But they don't have the same amount of conflict, I guarantee they're not happy, but they're not wrestling. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. But Nick goes, or you just really want what's right, so you pretend like you're free. That is so true, too, is that you pretend like you're free because you really just, like, want to be free, so you just be faking it. And it's not even like you're just trying to be phony. It's just that you just want it so bad. Well, guess what? Perfect example. You're making a big deal out of it. You're making a big deal out of it. And that's that's been my story. That's been my story. Making a big deal out of everything involving doing what's right, Christianity, making the right decision. Like that's so like and it seems like um righteous, but it's still another setup to making the Bible or making God or making doing what's right your God, your idol, your worship. And that's becoming too important, which is another setup from Satan. So we can't make nothing across the board. The woman, your family, your children, the Bible, God, any of that too important, right? Nothing should be important because when it's too important and you worship it, your emotions become attached to it and then you suck the life out of it. And you only die in the end. Spiritual death, right? So, oh, really quick, because uh, I think I might have misquoted what Nick said. So I want Nick to hop on really quick to clear up what he said. And then I'll, I'll nah. finish. And then we'll get free, y'all. We're about to get free. Yeah, yeah. I'll be so fast. Like, everything you're saying, put, literally, man, that hits put, home. Put yourself on the camera really quick. That hits home, man, everything yeah. you're saying. I was just Got saying, it. too, that you, you had said... Uh, saying the way Satan's playing with your mind and how badly you want to be free so you condemn yourself. I yeah. think the I think the other thing is true though, that uh you tell yourself, Man, I wanna be, you wanna be free and right so badly that that you tell yourself that you can't reach it. You know what I'm saying? Like you tell yourself, Oh when when you're already pretty much when you like you said in your last show, you already have peace. But then you tell yourself, No, I have to be ninety nine and a half won't do Oh, yeah. So any little thing, you'll be like, no, I'm not there. Yeah. And so I have to, that's too far. Jesus and that's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, so you're saying. adds to what you're but, saying. But, but make that a little bit more clear. So okay. you're saying that like, that even though we like, we may be having peace, but we don't have it like the complete way. We're not satisfied. What do you mean? Yeah, pretty much. We just like uh, delude ourselves and think, um, you say, you really want what's right, so so you tell yourself, so don't pretend like you're free right now. You still have some problem. 
Ah, uh, yeah. So yeah, don't yeah, pretend yeah. that you're you're don't yeah. act don't act free. You still have a problem when you don't have a problem. The, yeah. st- the sin is not that big, like you're saying. Yeah. This thing is this crazy that you're stinging yourself like that. But you want to be you want to be right and perfect. So you're just like, don't yeah. pretend, don't pretend to be Jesus, man. You're not Jesus. Deep. That's such a good point. I'm gonna add to the, what what Nick just said right there. That is such a good point because you will be so far along, right? God has done so much in your life, changed your life. Like, you're not even the same person that you once used to be, right? But there's still some, like, mess in there, some junk, right? We focus on that instead of focusing on that you're extremely blessed. I just had to realize this recently, too, and I'm so glad that that Nick brought that up, is that we focus on the negative so much that if you really think about it, the we, we've looked at ourselves the same way. You looked at yourself before God really started blessing you as negative, and you look at yourself after God has blessed you as negative. Why? Because Satan allows you to focus on the negative only. And there's always stuff to work on, right? But if you're focused on the negative all the time, you never feel like you're getting anywhere. Because like, oh, I overcame that, but oh, Satan has me focused on this new negative, right? And they say my eyes are getting big. I can feel, I can feel them. I can feel my eyes getting big when I'm trying to make boy. But that's the whole thing is that like we focus on the negative, and when you focus on the negative, yes, you never come. But if you focus on, and I was talking to this, I'm so glad Nick brought it up. I was talking to my uncle about this, and my uncle's the one who actually showed me Jesse, by the way, but. He was saying that when you just focus on how much you're blessed, your energy shifts because you realize, wow, I came a long way. Wow, God is working in my life. Wow, I can see. Wow, I'm waking up. Wow, I've overcome a lot. Forget the negative. It's not like we're not aware of it, right? It's not like we're not aware of what we need to work on. But God ain't looking at that. That's why I'm saying this whole sin thing, we got to take it away. We're taking this, this thing out of it because you sin. Oh, well. You can't change it anyway. All you can do is be aware of it. But no big deal. You watch porn. No big deal. You have sex at a wedlock. No big deal. The school shooter. Now, don't get this out of the, Don't take this out of context. I'm not saying that that it's justifiable, that it's okay to do these things, right? But I guarantee you that the school shooter, God ain't judging him. God knows his heart. But you watch porn, you have sex out of wedlock, you do blah, 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 blah. No big deal. Because you know what is more important? The fact that you want what's right. That's all you can do. And just be aware. That's it. And if you do those things, oh, well, you did them. No big deal. It's okay. It's fine. Get back up. And we'll go up the mountain. This was me. This is another setup. We'll go up the mountain. We'll catch momentum. Like, dang, I haven't did this in a long time. I haven't did this, quote, unquote, sin in a long time. Dang, I'm on track. I'm killing it. I've overcome it. It's gone. It's done. And then you slip back down the mountain. And then you're like, oh, my I messed it up. It's done. I'm a sitter again. How did I get here? I thought I was alive. And you know what I realized? Get back up and go up the mountain again tomorrow. 
Because do you know why? Because sin is not bad. Let me tell you why. Making a mistake is not bad. Falling short is not bad. Everything is good. You know why? Because in those mistakes, in those quote-unquote sins, in those vices, you're learning the lesson. In those stumble, you're learning. If you didn't stumble, you wouldn't have learned that you went unconscious. You wouldn't have learned that you misstepped. You wouldn't have learned how to improve if you didn't make the mistake. And it wasn't until I, I kept making my mistakes that I realized, like, you know what? I can't change this. But also, no big deal. You just fall off the mountain and you fall, you get right to the top of Everest. And then you just slide all the way back down. No stops. Nobody helps you. You just go all the way back to the bottom. Guess what? You get back up. You start up the mountain again. And you know what's even better? God's grace. This is the best part. This is the best part. This is actually what takes this thing out. God's grace is actually what helps you get back up the mountain. It's not a burden. God's going to help you get back up the mountain, man. No big deal. And I'm speaking to myself, really. I'm saying it like I'm talking to other people, but I'm speaking this to myself, too. Like, just go back up the mountain, fall off the mountain, and get back up. But guess what? Next time, you're going to get to the top of Everest and keep going. Now you learn how to keep going past Everest peak. Now you're climbing into heaven. <laughs> right? It's because those mistakes were a lesson, y'all. It was a lesson. So there's no sting. There is no sting in sin. There's never been a sting. From the beginning of time, it was never a sting. Well, in the Old Testament, it was it, it was made to be um it was made to be wrong, right? But the New Testament, the sting is gone. The Old Testament, there was consequences to the sting. I mean, there was a, a sting that was there on purpose for the sake of um Adam's doing. But in the New Testament, Jesus took away all that sting. That's why he died for the sins and all that stuff. And we don't gotta get all that deep into that. But there's no sting. And it's so nice. Let me tell you, it's so nice when you realize that you don't have to feel guilty. You don't have to feel um, depressed and you don't have to beat yourself up that. And here's another thing. My last thing, and I'm going to um, get to some other st- some calls here, too. Um, but. Is. You have this fear that if you make a mistake, the consequences are going to cause you to, like, um, be set off track or hurt somebody else in the process, right? God is working all that stuff out. If your heart is pure and if you're in your heart of hearts, you really want what's right, right? And you make a mistake. God is working. Those consequences are there to wake you up, nudge you to the right track to keep you within boundary, but he's not beating you up with those consequences. God is still with you. His grace is getting you back up the mountain. Facts. So there's nothing to be afraid of. You're about to learn new lessons. You're about to get even further than last time. 
So we should be happy, be grateful that we're learning a lesson. There's no sting. Zero sting. It's gone. So if that don't make sense, watch this episode 100 times. And pray, ask God to show you some more. Because I don't know what else to say. Because this is what I've seen, I noticed, and how, like, and it's freeing, it's freeing me up. You know what I'm saying? And it's helping me feel all this stuff less and less. Because all that feelings and stuff is just creating conflict. And make you want to eat a donut more and more. Just make you want to eat. Or have some sex. Watch some porn. But if that conflict is freed up, you do it less and less and less. Guess what? Eat a donut. And if you watch the porn, oh, well, you did it. Now what? Is your shame going to make you change? No, you did it. It's hard. It's hard not to. God understands. Get back up and try again. You're going to watch porn again. You're going to do it again. Oh, you oh you going to do it. That's what Jesse said. Oh, you're going to do it again. It's true. You're going to do it again. Guess what? Oh, well. Because once you truly realize and you get into the habit of realizing that it's no big deal, you'll stop doing it. Because it's only the idea that it's such a bad thing, that it's wrong, that it's off limits, that it that makes you want it more because you want what you can't have. So you're like, oh, it's going to be so good. But when you realize you have it, you actually want it less. So go do it. Go do all that mess. If you could prevent it, don't. But if you can't help it and it happens, God knew. Let it go. No big deal. Oh, wait. No, Nick, make your point really quick. Make your point really quick. I thought this would be a good point of discussion. I think I know the answer, but okay, so then why does it feel like I'm not making any progress sometimes? Why does it feel like you're not making any progress sometimes? What do you mean? I think you answered it, though. Explain. But uh, you, you were saying, because uh, you were saying um, um, it feels like, oh, you're, you're, you're going up the mountain and, uh, and you're down, oh, and, yeah. and now I'm down yeah. again. And um, um, and so I, my first thought, a thought that came, thought, yeah. uh, was, oh, so then what does it feel sometimes like I'm not getting anywhere? Yes. That's so good, too. That's so good is that why does it feel like we're not getting anywhere? It's because we're focused on the wrong thing. We have the illusion that um, we're still stuck. That's why it says, I'm going to give you one last scripture, one last scripture, and then we're done, and I'm going to take calls. That's why it says Romans six fourteen. Just for the for the people that want the scripture, so they can find proof. I'm I'm gonna give it to you. Romans chapter six fourteen. For sin shall no longer be your master, for you are not under the law, but under grace. Did you know that we can't measure God's grace? So if you fall, we don't know how He may just float you back up to the top. Right? You may not have to walk up and endure so much and da da da. He may just float you up to the top again. Or he may just have you start from the bottom again. But either way, his grace, his strength is what allows you to be confident in that that's fine. God still got me. So that way you don't have this stress of like, 
man, I really hope I don't sin again. That shouldn't even be a thought. And I'm learning this too. That shouldn't even be a thought. You shouldn't even be thinking like, man, I hope I don't do that again. We should be rooted in that if it happens, it doesn't matter because God's going to work it out and I'm going to learn and I'm going to overcome it eventually. That should be the focus. The only reason why we feel like we're not getting further along or we feel like we're stuck or all this stuff is because we're caught into the lie that we still have these, 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 uh, what would you call them? Strings. We still believe that, that we're, we're addicts. We're addicted. That's another setup. That's a lie. We've been free. We've been had perfect peace. We ain't, it ain't never left. The only thing that changed is our mind saying we believe the thoughts so we think we don't have perfect peace. Ain't nothing missing in here. It's all here. It's all together. It's all complete. It's all perfect. It's all in here. We're just trying to find our way back to it. But the more and more you understand these things, that sin is not a big deal, sin is not such a bad thing, da 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 And don't take it out of context. Be honest with yourself. But as soon as we get over these things, then the understanding allows us to stop listening to this and find this, the spirit. So no more sting, y'all. Forget the sting. It shouldn't exist. There is no sting. It, there is no sting to sin. Christianity ain't bad. It ain't hard to be a Christian. Christian. It ain't none of that stuff. Life in general for all people ain't the easiest walk, right? But Christianity, don't look at Christianity as such a negative thing because it's not. It's been taught falsely. But anyway, I, I want to take some calls because... I'll just get the rambling, and then it'll be 12, and then I didn't get to no calls. So let me go to the, the phones really quick. I hope that made sense, y'all. Let me know if that made sense um, and all that good stuff. Okay. Let me go to John, a first-time caller out of Kentucky. John, welcome to the show. Excuse me. You're on the air. Joel, it did not make sense, bro. Oh, give it to me, boy. It did not make sense. Yeah, tell me All why. All right. So, quickly, you though, have to quickly know though. what sin, you have to know what sin is, okay? And okay. biblically, sin is transgression of the law. You Christians don't believe we have to keep the law because Jesus died on the cross, which makes no sense. God tells us if we want to show him that we love him, we keep his, keep his commandments. All of it's tied together. So, if you transgress transgresseth the law, then you're committing sin. That's what sin is. So you brought up pornography. If you know that you're not supposed to be watching pornography, it's not a mistake if you go and watch it again. You know, you're sinning in vain. If you want to show God you love him, you commit to him, and you don't sin anymore. It's it's that simple. Okay, to to stop you right there, um, I appreciate you giving your take, too, but do you uh, sin? Not that I know of. Not that you know of. Not, not on purpose. Okay. Do you know that? Um, do you believe that we have control of our actions? I believe so. Do you think if are you perfect? Uh, as perfect.
perfect as possible. Uh, like like peak perfection, like it. Nobody's peak uh, perfection perfect, man. Okay, well, a great answer. If we had control, why can't we make ourselves peak per peak perfection? If we can just stop doing what we're doing, if it's that simple, why can't we just be just stop doing it? Stop watching porn. Stop overeating. Stop. Why? Why can't we just stop doing it if we have control over our actions? In your the opinion, things we have the things that we can have control over. We can. It's just we choose not to. We listen to that evil spirit saying, "Man, just one more time, watch porn. Oh, uh, just one more time, let me go out and and, and eat all this food and, and get fat." It, it's it's self control. You can control it if you choose to. My the the where I disagree is that like I feel like people fall, and this is just my opinion. I feel like people fall due to the lack of their understanding. So, for example, I believe we live by influence, either influenced by good or influenced by evil, right? So if Satan comes with something that you know is like you're going to get a, a, a good feeling out of, like porn, right? You know it's going to be good, right? Because you've no. done it for so long, you gravitate more to the high that the porn is going to give you instead of the the love that you know you have with God, right? Because we've done it for so long and da, da, da. But once you fully understand the situation and understand what God's love means and understand what the sin is actually doing or whatever, understanding is what prevents it. Not you willfully saying, I'm not going to do this anymore. Because once you think that you have control and you stop doing it for six months, you're going to burn out. Six months, a year, two not years, really. you're going to burn out because you're, Satan has you believing. I'm not saying you specifically, John, but Satan has people believing that they're in control, which is a setup, and then you're going to fall and be, like, depressed and then commit suicide mm. because it's not – we can't control it, John. And I know that's – I wish that was the case. I wish it was that simple. It actually is simple, but – I wish it was as easy as just saying, oh, well, um, I have control. If I want to stop watching porn or stop doing all this stuff, I'm just going to stop you today. Do. I'm done. It's not that easy. Let me say this last thing, because I know you got more people. Yeah, go ahead. When you're at your weakest moments and you feel like that, all you have to do is pray to the Father, and he'll give you strength to not watch porn. It's not that serious, man. I, I, I promise you it's not that serious. All of us were young and into that stuff at some point in time. Yeah. But when you realize what's really important, then yeah. priorities take over. Yeah. And, you know, God God I comes agree. first. I agree. And that's that's a fleshly, fleshly feeling. Yeah. Uh, watching porn. And, it, and it's, yeah. it's completely evil, first of all. So you can get over it. I think it's a, I think it's an immaturity thing at, at that point. Yeah. In my opinion. No, yeah. No, what, what, it's an immature. I actually agree with what you just said, is that, but you said a, a important thing. You said that once you realize what's more important, then you overcome. But if you don't have that understanding, if you don't have that understanding of the alternative or the insight to what's going on, it's you. there is no choosing God because... You don't know God to choose it. So how are you going to choose the better way if the the 
the false way is giving you the life that you're looking for. If that makes sense. You gotta have you gotta have the right people to lead you, man. You gotta have the right people around. I agree, John. Not to cut you off, but I gotta get some of the calls because I'm running out of time here. I appreciate the call. And uh I disagree, but I agree at the main point. I agree that what you're trying to say. So call me again and let's let's talk first more. John, first John three and four. Look it up after you get off air. All right, we'll do, man. Yeah. All right, brother. Bye. Okay, let me get to Sean, a first-time caller out of Tennessee. Sean, you're on the air. Welcome to the show. Joel, what's going on, man? What's going on, man? Nothing much, nothing much. Um, definitely, uh, you know, glad to see you back on the Bond Network. I like what you got going on. Appreciate it. I like, it. I like uh, the things that you're talking about on the show. Um, so, yeah, I was calling because um, when I first tuned in, I was agreeing with a lot of the things you were saying. Um, there's just one, one small point that I, I don't, I don't want to say disagree with. I just kind of see it differently and yeah. I just wanted to bring it, you know, talk about it with you and, you know, just to get more understanding and, uh, fellowship with you, you know? Right on. So, um, yeah, so I see it like, you know, we're, we're not, we ourselves, we're not humans, right? We're, uh, well, we we're spirits having a human experience. Right. And, and because of that. I, I, I don't necessarily see sin as an illusion. I see I see sin. I think a lot of people confuse sin with uh, physical actions that we do in the world, but I, I think sin is more so uh, separating from God and yeah. not being present, you know? And I think that's where the sin is. So somebody might, uh, you know, watch porn or do, you know, do whatever, like you said, like these, these physical actions, and I think that's where they think the sin is, but the sin is when you, uh, you know, disconnect from the presence of God. I think that's where the, where the sin is, and it's causing a lot of confusion. I want to know what you thought about that. No, that's actually a good point. And I think that I was trying to, maybe I didn't get that part um, as clear, but you're 100% right. I think that um, how Christianity, my point was how Christianity has taught, or how Christianity has been taught today to view sin is the illusion sin i agree is the separation from god is the recognizing when you're off track but even with when you do that most um most christians overreact to what they did right because there's at a like nick was saying you're so desperate to want to not sin anymore and be perfect and be better and you want what's right, that you make a big deal out of it. So I agree that sin is a separation from God, and it's not like the actions. I agree, and that's a good point. And if that was misunderstood to the people in the chat, I hope um, Sean was able to clear that up. But um, I think the main thing is that the illusion, where the illusion comes in, is realize making it as if um, it's important, like it's a big deal. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that as well, too. I think once you start beating yourself up for the action, you're, you're doing just that. You're separating from God because now you're in submission to, uh, you know, condemning yourself and um, things like that. Exactly. So I, I agree with everything that you're saying. You know, I, I think um, we just, you know, kind of worded it differently, but I just wanted to talk about it with you just to make sure I'm on the right track. You know? No, man, that's 100%. I agree with what you said, and you worded it in a way that probably made more sense. 
um, what actually sin is. So I appreciate that, man. I appreciate it, Sean, for you calling in. Call in again, man. Will do, man. Keep doing what you do. I'll be tuned in. All right, bro. Peace. All right, bye. All right, let me go to... Oh, I got... Ooh, somebody, you guys got to be quick. Aaron, first-time caller at Tennessee. You got one minute, quick. Welcome to the show, Aaron. You're on the air. You got one minute. Make it quick. All right, one minute. I was just going to agree with you about sin. I think a lot of Christians today worship sin, and Jesus died for our sins. And so I was just going to read uh, one verse in Romans 4, 5. It says, but to him that worketh not, but believeth on him that justifieth the ungodly, his faith is counted for righteousness. So faith alone in Jesus Christ is what saves us, not trying to be a perfect person and trying to be righteous and all that. So oh. you're right on the money with it. I just wanted to back it up with some with scripture. You're 100% right. Thank you for adding that, Aaron. I appreciate it, and I 100% agree. Thank you for sharing the scripture. I appreciate you, Aaron. Call in again. Thank you, man. All right, man. You have a blessed day. You as well. Bye. Great point. Faith alone. He made it simple right there. He made it even simpler. Faith alone. Just believing in God and believing that God is with you and working through you and helping you allows you to focus less on making the mistakes because you can't fix it with your works because we can't work. There is no work of ourselves, right? It's through God's um, strength and light and insight that we're able to change things, right? So we just got to have faith and just wait, right? Do what's in front of you to do, but just sit back and just be aware. And that conflict is going to free up because you're focused less on creating the conflict, trying to stop it. By you trying to stop conflict and make decisions and change yourself, you're adding to the conflict. It's like a, a, the ocean tide is going one way. You're pushing against it. And when you push against the tide, you're only wearing yourself out, creating more conflict, and what do you have as next? You drown. So let the tide go as it goes and just be patient and endure, right? It may not happen at the time you want it to, but if you let the flow go, God's going to bring everything to you and more. Overfill your cup with treasure, internal treasure and physical treasure, all of it. So... Go with the flow. I'm learning that myself. Last, 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 real quick. 30 seconds, Torin. First time caller out of Philadelphia. You're on the air. Thank you for calling, Torin. Oh, yeah. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes. 30 seconds. Make it quick. Oh, cool. Yeah. Just wanted to say uh, I really do agree with what you said there. Um, you know, people take their Christianity a little too seriously, but if you kind of focus on yourself, express gratitude, um, and just focus on you and what you're doing. But kind of going into a lot of what you're saying, I think um, it'll come out just fine. Uh, and I do also agree that uh, Christian music does suck. Not to be a hater, but yeah, it's uh, not Yeah. <laughs> it's just evident. It's just evident. I appreciate that, Torrin. I, and I appreciate you for waiting as long as you did. Um, thank you for calling. I'm sure, yeah, I, I love the show. It's a great show. I've been enjoying it since Jump Street, man. Really good. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Have a good one. And call in again. We could talk more. Have a good one. All right. All right. Bye. bye. Woo. Once again, y'all, this is conclude. How you say it? This concludes the show. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. You guys don't even know, like for me to have no show and then to have a show 
And then when I have a show, there's people watching and calling. That's amazing. So I appreciate you guys for supporting. Do me a favor and keep supporting. Get the subscribers up. Get the likes up. Get the views up. Share it with your people's peoples. Let everybody know so we can get the message out. Also, follow me on social media on um, Instagram at Joel Friday TV at the gift of dance. We got a lot of things going on. We're trying to pull it all together, to be honest, so we can really package it properly and get it out to the public. Um, but bond is doing a really great thing and I'm grateful to be a part of it and more to come more in store. So to wrap it up, no more sting. If you got a sting, figure it out, rewatch the episode or pray, do the meditation. But there should be no more sting, y'all. We should be living happy and joyful and peaceful. And we're still overcoming. It's not like we're still going to not have, you know, not stumble. But it's no big deal. Let's let's get past this so we can start being better. You know what I mean? So, anyway, appreciate y'all. I got to go. It's past the time. Peace out. Have a great week. See you next Tuesday, same time. Peace out.